You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. It's 11 o'clock at night. It's dark. You're sitting in front of the mirror getting ready for bed. There's nobody else in the house. You see something move in the corner of your eye. You glance to your right, but you don't see anything. Another minute goes by, and you think you see movement again. So you slowly turn to your left, but again, the room is empty. You turn back around, and staring you face to face in the mirror is a cat. You jump back, because you don't have a cat, and there's no cat in the room. But there he is, staring at you in the mirror. Welcome to Paranormal Pets, where you can always expect the unexpected. Each week, we'll discuss all aspects of weird or spiritual animal encounters, ghosts, totems, psychic animals, animal souls, animal angels, and animals in religion, with a little cryptozoology thrown in. Now, step into the supernatural world of pets with your Paranormal Pets ghostly host, our ghost host. Hello and welcome to Paranormal Pets. I am your host, Brandy Stark. And on this episode, we are going to take a look at a little dedication for the Twilight Saga. Because I personally am a fan of Team Jacob, uh, we're going to take a look at the werewolf. Some history, some stories, some scientific ideals, and uh, even a couple of the spin-offs that have come out in recent years about the werewolf. So at the end of this episode, we're also going to have a few recorded paranormal pet tales. I have one new shadow animal story and uh, several paranormal ghosts that have shown up. Actually, I just got these at the end of a paranormal investigation that we concluded last night. So with little further ado, we will get started right after a word from these sponsors. Time for something really scary. A word from our sponsors. Paranormal pets will reappear before you can say Bigfoot. Don't run away. Buster, you're telling me my dog food products can't go on your shelves? That's right. Didn't pass one of my Petco certified nutrition checklists. Sorry, Wayne. Who made these checklists? Geniuses. Very smart guys. Well, it's good enough for most grocery stores. Do you see cheese puffs on my shelves? Mayonnaise? Soda pop? No. That's because I ain't running no grocery store, Wayne. Your pets will get better nutrition, I guarantee it. Petco, where the healthy pets go. Enter the code PARANORMAL and save 10% on orders of $65 or more, plus free shipping at Petco.com. play tennis because I love to. But inside, I want to win. Take away the court, the net. I might not be a player, but I'll always be a competitor. Lady Foot Locker understands that. Lady Foot Locker, the first to carry Adidas off-court shoes and the gear that goes with them. If you play your best, there's no regret. Lady Foot Locker, one place, every woman. Go to LadyFootLocker.com and enter the code AFPAR1LF to get 10% off any order of $50 or more. Or enter the code AFPAR2LF to get 15% off any order of $75 or more at LadyFootLocker.com. How would you 
like your business to reach out and invite in our audience. We have a brand new trademark concept called Info Seeds. Info Seeds are short 20 second seeds of information about your place of business, practice, or service. Is the best, most cost effective way to invite us in. We only have a limited number of slots left. For more information, visit the website petliferadio.com. Click on sponsorship information. There you can listen to a sample of Info Seed. Remember, only a limited number of opportunities are available. This year, Americans are expected to spend a jaw-dropping $36 billion on their pets. From lighted leashes to high-end spa products, the discriminating pet owner can find just about anything to pamper his or her pet. Hi, this is Michelle Fern. Join me every week for Best Bets for Pets, where we'll talk about the latest pet products and talk to the companies that make them. Best Bets for Pets, every week, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Did you hear that? Our commercials have mysteriously disappeared. Paranormal Pets is back with our haunted host, our ghost host. And welcome back to Paranormal Pets. I'm your host, Brandy Stark. And again, for this episode, we are going to take a look at the world of werewolves. Now, for those of you who are not familiar with this show, we are going to discuss a little bit about the paranormal in the form of animals, and that does include cryptozoology. I am going to warn you, however, that there will be some strange background noises because I'm recording this from my home, which I currently share with a small pack of pugs who, since it is now past 9.30, have gone to bed. So I apologize for the noise in advance. Uh, however, they're very, very good sleepers. <laughs> that is one function that the bug is nailed. All right, so taking a look at the werewolf. Uh, it is actually a very, very ancient story, very widespread, and it goes back pretty far. Images of wolves, of course, have been found in cave art, at least theoretically. Very good carnivorous animal, a pack animal, uh, and again, an animal that humankind perhaps saw reflective of itself, uh, particularly because wolves do have hierarchy and uh, a sense of place within their respective packs. So uh, looking a little bit online, I did find uh, one article here from themythicalrealm.com, which is a wonderful website, very well composed with a lot of information. It does say that some of the earliest accounts of werewolves come from Romania and Greek sources. But in the Metamorphosis, told of King Lycaon, who was visited by passing gods, not believing them to be true gods, he decided to test them by serving human flesh in one of his many dishes served at a banquet in their honor. Cannibalism being very frowned upon uh, in that part of the world, this was a slight indeed. Upon discovering the tainted dish, the gods changed the king into a werewolf since he obviously liked human flesh. The wolf form would be more acceptable to take part in such a vile activity. Now, as an aside to this story, if you are familiar with the Odyssey and Queen Hecuba, very, very interesting 
There's a side story that is part of the epic cycles, the return cycles that the characters undergo. And essentially that story is that at the very end of Troy and as it was falling, basically there was a point in which Odysseus was doing some spy work inside of Troy and he was actually caught by the queen spying on the people. And Odysseus, if you've never studied his character, is just a very charming man when it comes to women. Uh, some people say it's because he has wonderful speaking skills, and women usually say it's because he listens to them, which I think is great. But uh, Odysseus actually convinced her not to turn him in, and he actually escaped. And it's said that at the fall of Troy, it's very tragic if you fall in war, because basically the Greeks will come and they kill all the men, and they throw the boys off the towers, off the walls, uh, so that they cannot avenge the deaths of their their fathers. Women are taken into slavery, and Hecuba, uh, seeing this, went insane and began to just scream and scream and scream. And the gods took mercy upon her, and they turned her into a dog, into a howling dog. They did use a slightly different term there, but literally the female dog, but um, very, very sad story. So the Greeks, you know, they definitely did transform people. Uh, and do you remember that at one point there was a story of Artemis, I guess in this case, who was taking a bath and there was a hunter who was very curious about seeing a bathing goddess, particularly a bathing virginal goddess. Uh, and in return, she turned him into a deer so that he could be torn apart by his own hunting hounds. So so the Greeks have a lot of these stories dealing with wolves and definitely a strong respect for them. It also says on this website that uh, one of the most widely known stories of the werewolf would be the Little Red Riding Hood story. Uh, there are many ancient tales to warn the fragile, small, and easiest of targets, children, primarily about some of the evils in the world. And of course, Little Red Riding Hood has a wolf who talks to her and then dresses up in grandma's clothes to fool the innocent little girl. That's certainly not uh, something that you see a lot of wolves doing these days. The full moon has been linked to werewolves for quite some time. Werewolves, ghosts, vampires, you know, anything good has a good full moon. Conversely, unlike movie werewolves, real werewolves change shape voluntarily. In many myths, they are witches who take the animal form to travel unnoticed using either a potion made from magic ingredients, the fat of dead children, herbs, and human blood, or an animal skin. A real werewolf changes completely, becoming the animal rather than a hairy human. The full moon business seems to be a dramatic license. However, it is an interesting notion since a full moon has been associated with creating madness in humans and a time during which man and beast have a magical connection. There's a story of a she-wolf. In the mountains of Avernay, a story dating back to 1588 was told of a royal female werewolf. In this story, a nobleman was gazing out of his window, and upon seeing a hunter, he knew him and told him to check back with details of the hunt. While in the forest, despite still being in the sight of his master's chateau, the hunter stumbled upon a wolf. In the ensuing struggle, he severed one of the wolf's paws and placed it in his pouch. Upon returning to the chateau with his gruesome prize, he opened the pouch to show the nobleman evidence of his encounter. What they discovered was not a paw at all. In fact, the pouch now contained what looked like a feminine hand bearing an elegant gold ring. The gentleman recognized the ring, sent the huntsman away, and sought for his wife. When he came upon her in the kitchen, he found her nursing a wounded arm and removed the bandage only to find that her hand had been cut off. Upon questioning her, she finally admitted to being the wolf uh, with whom the hunter encountered. Thank you.
and by her confession she marked herself for certain execution and in a matter of days she was burned at the stake. Uh, you have the berserkers. Uh, in the folklore of the Norsemen there are many legends of warriors called berserkers. Berserkers are kind of interesting. They probably took some nice hallucinogenic drugs, worked themselves into a frenzy, possibly went into battle naked, so it just depends on the berserker. They are a band of ancient Norse warriors that are legendary for their savagery and reckless frenzy in battle, fearing no one, feeling no pain, having superhuman strength, and never surrendering are common characteristics. Preparing for battle, these warriors would attire themselves in skins from bears or wolves. The term berserker translates from an Old Norse meaning to bear skin. Literally, bear, B-E-A-R, skin. There were also warriors who donned the wolf skins known as uh, wolf coats, uh, but they were eventually lumped together to be known as the berserkers. The feeling was that once dressed in the skins of an animal, the warrior would take on the characteristics of that animal. And basically, he says that the warriors of Odin went without coats of mail and acted like mad dogs and wolves. A Byzantine emperor described the berserkers in battle as being possessed by a ferocity and madness seen only in wild beasts. The term berserk was derived from the berserkers. Now, just in case uh, you're out there one day and you want to know how to spot a werewolf, Basically, werewolves largely seem to be a matter of looking hard enough, uh, very similar to the witch trials and the symbols of the vampire. Here is what you can look for for a werewolf. Red hair. That would rule out a couple of my friends right there, but uh, there's still one or two that I'll have to keep an eye on. Born on the 25th of December. No, I don't have anyone there. I don't know about you. Their eyebrows join in the middle. Uh, hopefully today they can use a little bit of nair to take care of that. The index and middle finger are of the same length. They love rare or raw meat. Well, that excludes me because I'm a vegetarian. Hairs on the palms of the hands. That would be a pretty doggone good sign. Uh, by the way, that might also be a Nosferatu, so just be very careful either way. A uh, hair on the inside of the skin. I don't know how you check that one, but um, okay. Uh, and they will change back to a human if you throw a piece of iron or steel over its head when in animal form. I think that's a pretty good indicator as well. Basically, Werewolves are reported by the American Indians, Argentinians, Brazilians, Bulgarians, Canada, Chile, China, Ethiopia, Morocco, and Tanzania, France, Finland, Greece, Haiti, Iceland, India, Indonesia, Ireland, and Scotland, Italy, Japan, Kenya, Africa, good lord, you name it. The U.S. Native Americans had many different types of skinwalkers. Oh, by the way, there are were-rats that are particularly rampant around Pennsylvania. The were-rat skulks around at night and prefers carrots with ranch dressing to human flesh. So that actually might explain why I'm missing all my carrots. I currently have, ironically, 13 pet rats. I ended up bulking up my rescues. Um, boys and girls live quite separately or else I would have a bazillion rats and I could not even make this recording. I would be just, you know, constantly uh, chasing them down. But yeah, I guess I better get some more ranch dressing just to make sure that they are happy. So anyway, there you go. A little bit about the historical werewolf. Now, scientists have also been working on uh, what is known as the werewolf gene. This actually comes to us from www.werewolves.com. 
And it says that the faithful uh, scientists have finally found the werewolf gene. But before you get too excited, I'm talking about werewolf syndrome, officially known as hypertrichosis. Hypertrichosis is a disorder that causes people to sprout thick, long hair on their faces and bodies. And at long last, scientists have discovered a genetic mutation responsible for it. The people suffering this disorder look like werewolves and may be even responsible for a few of the old werewolf legends from before people learned that this was a medical condition and not magic. So, hypertrichosis, sometimes called the werewolf syndrome, is an incredibly rare condition with less than 100 cases documented worldwide. In spite of being such a rare disorder, researchers knew that hypertrichosis runs in families, and in 1995, they traced the approximate location of a mutation to a section of the X chromosome in a Mexican family affected by hypertrichosis. Why is it always the X chromosome that carries this? I think it also carries baldness and colorblindness, among others. Women with the syndrome grow thick patches of hair on their bodies, while men with the condition have hair covering their faces and eyelids. This past March, a Thai girl with hypertrichosis got into the Guinness World Book of Records as the world's hairiest child. But it was a man in China with congenital hypertrichosis who helped researchers break the case. There's a professor at the medical genetics at the Peking Union Medical College who tested the man and his family and found an extra bunch of genes on the X chromosome. Uh, the researchers then returned to the Mexican family and also found an extra bunch of genes which were different from those of the Chinese man in the same location of the X chromosomes. The extra genes may trigger a hair growth gene nearby, resulting in the werewolf-like appearance. The most common gene in this theory, wrote researcher Pragna Patel of the University of Southern California, is a gene called SOX3, which is known to play a role in hair growth. So it's not a supernatural werewolf story, but rather a modern-day genetic one, props to scientists for getting one step closer to figuring out this mystery. And just to kind of keep moving with this, Recently, uh, starting in 2011, there is a new Teen Wolf series that has come out on MTV. It premiered June 5th, 2011, so at the time of this recording, last Sunday. (laughs) Okay, good. Teen Wolf is a supernatural drama series that follows Scott McCall, a high school student and social outcast that gets bitten by a werewolf while wandering in the woods. Scott attempts to maintain a normal life while hiding from everyone his secret life as a werewolf. The series has received a mixed positive response from critics, earning a score of 61 out of 100 on the review site Metacritic. The show's premiere drew a total of 2.18 million viewers. The series is based around a young lacrosse playing, well, that's going to already make him as a social outcast, uh, outsider named Scott McCall. One night he wanders around the woods in search of a dead body and is attacked by a werewolf. So it's Stand By Me with crossed by the old 80s movie Teen Wolf, apparently. He escapes the attack with only a bite to his side, but later starts to notice some changes in himself. Once he figures out what the changes are doing to him, he figures out what he really is, a werewolf. He tries to control himself, but it seems a bit harder if someone angers him. He tries to stay away from his family during the full moon, because once the full moon has appeared, his changes start to take over, and he becomes the werewolf. 
So the main cast is Tyler Posey as Scott McCall, and then they have a few other supporting characters, but you are more than welcome to check that out on MTV, which I've always found to be a rather ironic name, since it used to be music television, and now they are doing supernatural drama. Uh, Just in case you are curious, Teen Wolf is basically a reimagining of the Michael J. Fox film from 1985, so kind of an interesting aspect. In both uh, the movie and the show, he has a sidekick named Styles. They reap the benefits of werewolf stardom, achieving confidence and acceptance from his peers with his newly discovered powers. And people know what a werewolf is. So the difference is MTV's version is a drama with a darker tone, while the 1985 version was a comedy. The guy plays lacrosse instead of basketball, okay. And the original Scott inherits the wolf trait from his father, who hid his lycanthropy from his son in the hopes that it would skip a generation while Scott on MTV's show got bitten in the woods. So there you go. Uh, Again, something that you might want to check out in your spare time. And our last little bit on werewolves before we take a break and get to a few of those paranormal pet stories that I promised you is Jacob Black. Yes, Team Jacob. Jacob Jake Black is a fictional character in the Twilight series by Stephanie Meyer. He is described as a Native American near Forks, Washington, and in the second book of the series, he undergoes a transformation that allows him to morph into a wolf. And he, of course, competes with Edward Cullen for Bella Swan's love. In the film Twilight, New Moon, Eclipse, and Breaking Dawn, Jacob is played by the very handsome Taylor Lautner. According to Stephanie Meyer, Jacob was originally meant to be a device through which Bella could learn Edward's secret in Twilight. Meyer, her agent, and her editor all liked the character so much they decided to give him a larger role in the following book. Jacob was my first experience with the character taking over, a minor character developing such roundness in life that I couldn't keep him locked inside a tiny role. From the very beginning, even when Jacob only appeared in Chapter 6 of Twilight, he was so alive I liked him, more than I should for such a small part. Uh, Meyer has said that after Jacob started to emerge as a prominent character in New Moon, she went back to Twilight, which she was editing at the time, to weave Jacob and his father Billy throughout Twilight more certainly. So, alright, I'm pretty sure that you are more than familiar with Jacob. He is the guy that has primarily dark features, like his dark russet skin, dark eyes, and black hair. He is a lanky 6 foot 2, 15 year old with hair down to his shoulders. By Breaking Dawn, Jacob's growing character stands at 7 feet and has a muscular build. In New Moon, after discovering that he can turn into a wolf, he cuts off his long hair. He later grows it out in Eclipse, thinking Bella prefers it long. This makes his fur as a wolf shaggier and longer than that of other wolves. He is said to be quite handsome, as Bella once mentions her jealousy of his features and describes him as sort of beautiful. Uh, He tends to wear only cut-off style jeans or shorts, since clothes are often ruin during his transformation into a wolf and as a wolf Jacob has fur that is described as reddish brown in the films the member of the pack all have the same tattoo on their right shoulder Bella describes Jacob as a happy person who extends this happiness to the people around him. As Jacob's character emerges in New Moon, he is shown to be cheery, passionate, and adventurous, but hot-headed. Jacob is also able to shapeshift at will into a giant wolf, and sometimes, when angered, he will involuntarily phase. His body temperature is warmer than a human should be, reaching 108.9, which allows him to withstand very cold weather. 
In human form, his body heals within seconds. He possesses superhuman strength and speed, has a high durability rate, sharp senses, and free-running abilities. In werewolf form, he can communicate with his pack telepathically, has enhanced super strength and speed, and a substantial size increase. Werewolf teeth can cut through the hard bodies of a vampire with ease, and werewolves do not age if they regularly turn into their wolf form, with Jacob's body physically grown to the equivalent of a 25-year-old and breaking dawn. Jacob is the strongest of his pack. Once they begin phasing, a werewolf may imprint a method of finding one's soulmate on someone and will act as whatever the imprintee needs, whether it be a protector, a lover, or older sibling. Jacob imprints on Edward and Bella's daughter, Renee May, hmm, in Breaking Dawn, which is actually kind of creepy, but okay. While treating Jacob in Eclipse, Carly takes a blood sample and runs some tests on it. He discovers he has 24 pairs of chromosome, one more than a human, and the distinction is made in breaking down between the children of the moon, true werewolves, and this shape-shifting tribe. The former are held to be a more ferocious type with transformative venomous bite and who involuntarily phase, as do traditional werewolves on the full moon. So now you finally know, if you did not know what was going on, you finally know what those commercials are about. I always felt a little bit badly for Jacob, but I guess he gets his girl in the end. He just has to wait for her to grow up at the end of the series. Okay. So with all of that in mind, we're actually going to start wrapping up our werewolf review. And we're going to take a commercial break. And when we get back, I'm just going to have this played straight through. But we actually have a series of clips on paranormal stories. The first one is another shadow animal story. So I'm very excited about that. All right, so we will be right back after these messages. Now, time for something really scary. A word from our sponsors. Paranormal pets will reappear before you can say Bigfoot. Don't run away. Love your pets but wish their medications were a lot less expensive? They are at 1-800-PET-MEDS. You'll not only save on flea and heartworm medications, but on prescriptions for arthritis, incontinence, thyroid, and more. And you get fast service, free shipping, and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Plus, our licensed pharmacists ensure accuracy, monitor drug interaction, and more. See why over 5 million people have trusted their pet's health to 1-800-PET-MEDS, America's largest pet pharmacy. Call now or order online. Go to PetMeds.com forward slash paranormal to get 10% off any order and free shipping on orders of $39 or more at PetMeds.com. Whether they're big, small, hairy, or whatever, you're going to need gear for your feet. And Kids Foot Locker's got all the great shoes and gear that'll get you in the game. Go to KidsFootLocker.com and enter the code AFPAR1KF to get 10% off any order of $50 or more. Or enter the code AFPAR2KF to get 15% off any order of $75 or more at KidsFootLocker.com. And cover those funky feet. FTD's network of over 40,000 florists around the world have been creating beautiful handcrafted arrangements for 100 years. Each arrangement is delivered the same day and backed by FTD's 7-day satisfaction guarantee. For a century, people have trusted their most important occasions to the flower experts at FTD. 
Since Pet Life Radio is all about puppy dogs and flowers, our listeners, that's you, can get a 20% discount on your order. Just go to Fleurop.com and use the code PARAPETS at checkout. F-L-E-U-R-O-P.com, code word P-A-R-A-P-E-T-S. Hi, everybody. I'm Megan Blake here with my sidekick, Super Smiley. The giant mutt and spokes dog for throwaways. You're listening to Pet Life Radio, and I'd like to tell you about our brand new show, A Super Smiley Adventure. Our show explores adventures with animals. They can be traveling, out in the world trips, or inner journeys where our animals lead us to inspiration and self-discovery, or just plain, fun adventures. Join us here on Pet Life Radio on A Super Smiley Adventure. Good boy. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Did you hear that? Our commercials have mysteriously disappeared. Paranormal Pets is back with our haunted host, our ghost host. And welcome back. And as promised, here are your paranormal stories for this episode. So we're concluding an investigation. We have an interesting shadow animal story from... Would you like to introduce yourself? Sure. My name is Lisa. And what was your story? Well, it's been going on since about last summer. And I... Random times, I keep feeling something and it's small. And it will scurry past me. It's usually about six inches off the ground. This is what I feel. And it actually touches me, and it's usually the back of my legs. And it'll startle me, but it's not enough that will traumatize me. And the other day, my daughter was over, and she was standing in front of the front door, and the door was starting to swing open, so I went to slam it shut. Before I could do it, I actually see this small, black, solid-colored creature. I have no idea what it was. I've never seen anything like it. it to me it kind of looked like a kind of a, like a deformed armadillo I mean they already looked deformed but it just looked like that and it actually scurried past her in the same manner that this uh, creature I don't know if it was the same one scurried past me and she actually jerked forward and she goes whoa what was that and then she turned her head and I had seen it and she had felt it and it just disappeared Hi, my name's Susan. I've been asked to tell you a few of the stories that um, have happened with me uh, regarding some of my personal pets that have passed. Um, The first time uh, I've ever had an interaction with one of my pets that um, had passed on um, was quite some time ago. I had a golden retriever. He was 10 years old. Great dog. And he had cancer. We had to put him down. Eventually, we had to make that decision. My husband drew the short straw and had to take him to the vet. I had been at work, and I looked at my watch at one point because I felt something literally jump up on me. I was standing in an office, and I felt it jump up at me, and I took note at the time on my watch. So that evening after I got home, my husband and I were talking. I wanted to verify what time exactly the dog his name was Murphy. Murphy had passed, and the times coincided. So I just felt like um, it was Murphy coming to tell me that he was free. He wasn't ill anymore. He was just his good old happy self. So that was the first instance. After we moved to Florida, that, that actually occurred in Pennsylvania. 
And after we moved to Florida, we had a uh, Yorkshire Terrier, and every now and again it happens. He, he passed when we lived in a city called Treasure Island. We had moved to another location, and every now and again I'll see the dog, his name was Duke, sitting on our back porch. He never comes in the house, he just sits on the back porch. And he just sits there and he looks at you like, here I am, he just wants you to notice. Of about a year ago, my Persian cat, Shira, uh, became ill and passed, and she was old. She had uh, suffered from seizures for many, many years, and she had passed, and we had, we had buried her, and just a couple days later, I was walking down my hallway, and I saw this little bundle that, it was a shadow, dark shadow, that looked and walked just like Shira. She had a very unique gait to her, and she just bounced down the hallway and I looked at her and I said hello Shira and she proceeded to go into our bedroom and hadn't seen her since although I had a friend that stayed with us and he was sleeping in the spare bedroom where Shira was never allowed to go and he woke feeling a cat pawing at the bed and needing the bed so we thought that was interesting I, I equate that to probably Shira. Coincidentally just last night I was actually lying in bed and we have our master bath is adjoined to our bedroom and I saw the door swing open just slightly just a few inches and I thought it was our chihuahua Scarlet but you can hear her walking she has um, a very petite a nice little gate her toenails hit the wood floor I didn't hear that but I saw the door open and I didn't have and none of my other animals were in the room with us it was just Scarlet and I and the bedroom door was shut I just thought it was interesting, so I got out of bed and looked, and Scarlet was laying in bed, wrapped up in her little quilt that we have for her, asleep. And as I glanced over towards that direction, I saw a shadow figure of what looked like Daisy, who was our chihuahua who passed about 18 months ago. And again, she was older, and, and it was her time to pass, but she was very dear. But she looked like a little brick, and I saw her shadow against the closet door and I saw her burrowing in beside Scarlet, which is how they always slept when they were together. So that's a few of my stories. Thank you. And now that you've had your fill of ghostly pet phenomena, we are going to go ahead and close out this show. Uh, once again, I would love to encourage everyone to support their local rescues. Uh, if you are in need of a pug in Florida, Pug Rescue of Florida has a lot, a lot of pugs that need good homes. A lot of these are seniors, but I will guarantee you I have adopted seniors for years in my household. And just because they're older doesn't mean they're dead. They do hang around. They adapt. They have personalities. I adopted a 13-year-old who lived to be 17. Uh, we've adopted five-year-olds who lived to be 15. You know, these guys can make it, and they really, really need the home. So if you're interested, please contact Pug Rescue of Florida. You can Google them, and they will come up. Uh, we definitely need some help right now. So with that, I hope that uh, those of you who are interested in Twilight head on out to see the series, and I'm going to tell you my deep, dark secret now, and that is I've actually not seen any of the movies nor read any of the books.
I've only lived vicariously with Twilight from several friends who are absolutely crazy about it and through the commercials that I have seen on TV, uh, particularly of Jacob, who is quite beautiful. So I suspect that I will be seeing my very first Twilight film this summer because I think the spirits of St. Petersburg are going to go out and try and see it as a group. So there you go. Don't tell anyone, okay? You all take care and have a wonderful, well, just say wonderful time. Pet Life Radio presents Paranormal Pets, where you can always expect the unexpected. Each week we'll discuss all aspects of weird or spiritual animal encounters, ghosts, totems, psychic animals, animal souls, animal angels, and animals in religion, with a little cryptozoology thrown in. Step into the supernatural world of pets every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.